0: your favorite teams this is inside sports with reed wilkins brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law Well, it's time to go totally crazy and forget I'm a lady. Inside Sports on 630. Chad, just one NHL playoff game this evening. Devils and Hurricanes will drop the puck in a few minutes. Baseball tonight. Blue Jays trying to get back in the win column, leading the Pirates 4-0 in the top of the sixth. Oilers tomorrow. Game two in Vegas, 3 o'clock for the face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, the puck will drop at 5. We are happy to bring you every Oilers playoff game. And, of course, we will continue to be their broadcast partner for the next three seasons after this one. All right, so the Oilers out on the ice today in Vegas, getting ready for tomorrow. You know the history in game one for this era of the team. Not good. They have lost seven consecutive First games in series, not every player has been on every team, but several guys have been here for most of them now. In the McDavid-Drysaitl era, the Oilers have lost game one in eight of nine series. Jay Woodcroft talks about the team trying to bounce back in game two tomorrow. Well I think uh, the first thing is you want to make sure that you're uh, doing your work off of doing your work it's important to make sure you're seeing things correctly and then I think the next thing is you want to make sure you're giving your team some actionable uh, things to um, work on or improve on and um, we know that game one wasn't our best effort we're looking uh, to get better and make sure that uh, you know um, we get the result we want tomorrow. All right, Zach Hyman, forward for the Edmonton Oilers, says, look, yeah, we lost. We've been down before. As a result, we know how to get back in the series. Yeah, I think experience. I think uh, you go through a season and you you realize
1: quick what kind of team you are and what makes you successful. So, um, going back to you know making things simple, right? I mean, simplicity is is the key when you know when you want to bounce back and have a good game. You go back to what works, right? So I think we know we know we're well aware you know what works. We had a you know a great two months where I don't think we lost in regulation. Um,
0: so I mean yeah, that was the, our first loss of regulation in a while, and we'll be able to bounce back from it. And we saw in the first game, I think especially in about the first half of game one on Wednesday night, that Vegas can skate. They got depth up front. They can push the pace. And maybe the Oilers weren't totally prepared for that after playing a different style of team. The Los Angeles Kings in the opening round, Captain Connor McDavid was asked today, how do you slow Vegas down? Yeah, I think making them them defend, playing them in their own zone. You know, obviously they're a really good offensive team. Um, You know, they showed that in game one. They've showed that coming down the stretch as well. So um, playing them in their zone, holding on to pucks, not giving them anything for free, you know, turning pucks over. I thought we turned too many at the blue line. Um, Turned a few over in the offensive zone that, you know, they're looking to kind of front and and, and get going. So um, holding on to it, making them defend. All right, so I think to some degree there, McDavid suggesting that the best defense is a good offense. Keep the puck in the other team's end of the rink. Don't give it up. Keep pushing. And I think we have seen that, and I I think we're starting to see more and more of this in the NHL. Now, i, I got to be careful here what I'm saying, and, and I, I, I want you to, to listen carefully. Yes, good defending is important. Puck management, breaking out the puck is very important. But I also think we are in the process of transitioning – into a more offensive age in the national hockey league the culmination of rule changes from over a decade ago players being uh liberated to be creative an emphasis on speed and skill yes size grinding nastiness all that kind of stuff is still going to be important but I I think we have seen that even good defending teams can really get hemmed in sometimes and I know I've referenced this several times something Derek Laxtell said to me a couple years ago the former Oil Kings coach when he was still with the Dallas Stars that he and his coaching staff often discussed it being a game of runs almost like basketball You know, one team goes on a 15 5 run. The other team might come back with a 14 7. Who has the better run for longer? How much damage can they do? I think hockey is getting to be a little bit like that. Vegas had a run in the first period. Now, the Oilers escaped the first period only down 3 2. uh, And then, you know, Vegas responded well to the uh, goal being scored against them early in the third period, got two back. And then the Oilers were pretty good after that. They didn't score enough when the Oilers had their run in the third period. But I'm talking about the runs being, you know, pressure, 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 constant, constant, constant. The other team can't get off the back heel. And I think we're seeing more of that in the NHL. Yes, you got to be better in your own end. If you're the Oilers uh, than you were two days ago, absolutely. But I do think there is something to what McDavid touched on at the beginning of that clip. Keep the puck in their end. You know, don't give them a chance to get started. All right. Also today, you you probably heard Stoff talking about this. uh, Dreisaitl taking a... Puck to the face, uh, had to go off the ice for a a little bit. Woodcroft was asked about that after practice. I would say uh, that uh, it's a little bit of playoff makeup. and I think he probably had one or two sutures, so he'll be just fine. All right, and I'm sure Dreisaitl will be just fine coming off that four-goal game. You can get in touch tonight, and uh, I I hope you do because we had several messages uh, coming in through text and email and a couple uh, direct messages to me on Twitter last night. We're actually going to catch up on some of those and bring in some new ones, too, because many of you wanted to talk about the Oilers' thoughts on uh, Game 1, transitioning into Game 2, on how you beat Vegas, potential lineup changes. All those things are top of mind for a lot of Oilers fans. The hotline is powered by certain the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way, 780-496-0063. You can email the show, inside sports at 630ched.com. Direct message me or follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And we will go to uh, the inbox because Kelly and I saved some of the more interesting messages from yesterday that we wanted to get to, and hopefully we, we have more coming in tonight. seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I got an email from Scary Barry. That's his uh, handle he's going with. He said, Reed, I heard you say last night that the people who are unhappy with Darnell Nurse's contract should blame Ken Holland instead of crapping on Nurse. I'll take that one step further and say Holland gets too much credit for the work he has done. It's pretty hard not to have a good team with McDavid and Dreisaitl on your roster. We are clearly seeing now that the Oilers are the eighth best team in the final eight Ekholm and Bukestad were solid, but ultimately not game-changing additions. Other teams have made smarter moves, and they did them sooner to build more chemistry. Wow, that is from Scary Barry, and perhaps he's uh, he's trying to scare you all that he doesn't think the Oilers have much hope in this series. Um, yeah, I I I, I, I kind of slapped back at a nurse hater last night, which uh, I, I I do occasionally. Um, yeah, the nurse contract again, it's not Darnell's fault, but I'm not going to go too far down that path uh tonight. Uh Barry says Holland gets too much credit for the work he has done. I don't know about that. Has everything Ken Holland done as general manager worked? No, can you criticize some contracts whether it's, you know, Nurse or uh Cassian or I guess Campbell this year, of course you can. Um I'm I'm not going to sit here after game one, Barry, and say that the Oilers are the eighth-best team in the final eight. I, I still think they have a very good chance to win the series. I, I picked them. They've lost game one before. Um, and he says, Ekholm and said were solid but ultimately not game-changing additions. I think Ekholm is a game-changing addition. In terms of how the Oilers' defense is now structured, I think Bugstad, yeah, solid addition. But I do think he's made the Oilers better. I, I guess maybe you can claim he hasn't made them drastically better, but I do think he's made them better, and I think that's been important. But they, that's okay. That's an opinion there from Scary Barry. We also have Brian at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brian, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
1: Hey, how you doing, Reed? Good. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, armchair manager there that uh, you just read, read the message is easy to criticize, and hindsight is twenty-twenty all the time. But uh, I think Holland's done a pretty darn good job even with the uh, two best players probably in the league
0: well i also um, think and just to add something to that it, it, uh, it, you know i think when you look at a manager's work you have to go back several seasons right and i think hyman and, and let's face it there were a lot of people in the hockey world that did not think ken holland was going to touch a player with the baggage that evander kane had if you go if you think back to yeah. a year and a half ago or whatever but anyway all right what, what did you have on your mind yeah uh
1: no i i just going to touch on the game tomorrow reed and uh and I, uh, I, I know I talked about this before, but um, we're going to need Nuge and Kane and Heidman and Yamamoto to step up because um, they're they you know, like I, I'm really puzzled, especially at uh, at Nugent Hopkins. Like I, I have no idea where he went, and it just seems like is is that, um, and I, 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 I was thinking it might be an injury or something, but. If if somebody's injured and not producing, I think he's got one assist so far in the playoffs.
0: He's got four assists. Yeah, four. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, four assists. Okay. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, start thinking of moving some pieces around. I don't know. And the other thing I was going to ask is Holloway, playing tomorrow and if not uh, do you think he'll be coming in in the series
0: i i don't think so now as you know i'm not there but i heard a lot of stuff show today and he's doing it from up top at the rink and holloway skated with the black aces so he wasn't okay. in the main practice
1: and what about injuries like uh, the uh yan mark and uh is ryan coming is ryan
0: playing tomorrow ryan should be fine he practiced yesterday and today so he was sick And, okay, Brian, I'm going to put you on hold here so you can hear the answer, all right? Uh, Kelly, we got that short clip in there, Woodcroft on Yanmark. Just fire what he said today. He didn't skate today. We're listing him as day-to-day. Okay, so didn't skate today. There won't be a morning skate tomorrow. Uh, so I, I I guess hearing that I, I would think yeah, Mark is doubtful for tomorrow, but Ryan should be back in. All right, that is Brian at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Plenty of time for you. Uh, we will get an update from uh, one of our uh, crew covering the series in Vegas as we move along tonight. It's Inside Sports on six thirty. Chet. Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Hurricanes and Devils are underway about five and a half minutes into the first period. No score there. Carolina leading that series 1-0. That is your only NHL game tonight. Don't forget, go to the contest page on 630Ched.com. Nominate you or someone else as an Edmonton Oilers superfan. That fan and a guest will get to go to a home game in round two of the playoffs. So that is the Oilers superfan contest. Get more, enter it on the contest page on 630Ched.com. Game two in Vegas tomorrow, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Go ahead, please, Kellen.
1: All right. Uh, we'll go with Mike. And he texts in and says, I think it was a one-off again. No need to panic. They have been dropping first games of the series. And if you look at the save percentage, both goalies had about the same. Mike says, go Oilers in six. Okay. And Connor texts in and says, hey, my uncle has this opinion that Nugent Hopkins is unable to rise to the occasion of the playoffs. And the Oilers will never win a Stanley Cup with a player like Nugent Hopkins on the roster. He believes this because Nugent came up in the Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, number one D-man as Ryan Whitney era, where they learned how to lose, and now Nugent is a veteran who has never won and will never win. Again, this is not me. I am a believer in Nugent. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Thank you. That is from Connor.
0: Well, look. First of all, uh, and I look. I think we all know Nugent Hopkins is a uh, intensely popular player who's coming off the best season of his career. I personally, I never like to write someone off as saying they will never win or be a winner or they've always lost or they're always going to lose. I, I I just I just believe somebody can always achieve something, and it's really hard to win in pro sports, and and even to win one championship is is pretty special. Uh, we had that great clip from Giannis Antetokounmpo last week from the Milwaukee Bucks when he was asked, "Well, is your season a failure?" He said, "Well, Michael Jordan played 15 years and won nine championships, so was he a failure nine times or something like that?" You know. So I, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, personally. I, I don't buy. Well, you know, Nugent Hopkins played in the decade of darkness, so all he knows how to do is lose. I I, I don't buy that. I I think he has experience, and I think he's obviously been on. You know, like they've been, they have been in the playoffs four years in a row. I know the first two didn't go that great, but pretty good run last year. Now, having said that, I I get as popular as Nuge is, and as productive as he usually is, I get the criticism in the postseason. I think last year um, he didn't have a great opening round against Los Angeles. I thought he was quite good against the Flames. Scored one of the biggest goals of his career when he got the game winner in Game Four off that rebound, and. It, you know, then obviously in Colorado, they just ran into a better team. Yes, this year, if, if they are going to go deep, I, I would think at some point Nuge is going to have to have a big game or two around, along the way. Now, as I've said, the positive angle is the Oilers are in round two with modest contributions from some players who contributed more during the regular season, Nuge being one of them, uh, because they are quite a bit deeper than they've been in the past. Yamamoto, big goal, Kostin, you know, scoring, guys like that. But sure, to, to go deep, you're going to need your top guys to be the top guys, and Nuge is a top guy, so he I, he's not he's not immune to criticism, absolutely not. But I I I personally, in my opinion, I guess that that guy's uncle would be different. I I personally be reluctant to say, well, you know, because he played on some bad weather's teams in the past, he only knows how to lose. I I to me, that's a little unfair. But that's just me. Uh, that we had one text bringing up the goalies. I got a message uh, left in the inbox from yesterday, Kellen. Mm. Uh, Where is it now? There we go. Uh, From Justine, who says, everyone is acting like it's such a disaster that the Oilers lost game one. They were poor and still nearly won. They get a few more pucks on Brassois, and the series will turn quickly. Yeah, what what were the save percentages? I think Skinner was eight forty eight in Game One, and Braswell was eight fifty two. So virtually the save the same. Uh, yeah, I guess you could argue they you know they get a half dozen more pucks on Braswell. Maybe that's a tie game. Skinner plays a little better. Um, you know who knows they win or get it into overtime. So yeah, I, I thought both goalies made some big saves in that game. Probably both guys had a couple of goals they they would like another crack at. Not not any bad goals, but just big saves they needed to make um that they didn't at the right time 780-496-0063 if you want to chime in oh here's a good one kellen this Mm -hmm. is from stefan here's his message okay read two words oilers in five sorry wait two words oilers in five